What is up and welcome to the first ever episode of Where Are All My Friends? I am so excited to be doing this podcast. I've been talking about it for a minute now and here we are finally doing it and I'm really excited. I hope you like it. I guess I should explain a little bit about what it's about. The whole idea of the podcast was I have all these friends that I'm super inspired by and I feel like they have these really cool, crazy stories, mostly in music. Um, But yeah, like the mission statement or like the general goal of the podcast was a music focused podcast featuring the risky yet rewarding come up stories of all my entrepreneurial friends in the industry. So that's ranging from artists, managers, A&Rs, agents, creatives, and really all things in between. So it's kind of just my chance to sit down with some of these people that I'm super inspired by and hear their stories and learn some of the lessons that they learned themselves in the beginning, middle, and even current parts of the journey. Um, So I don't know, it's cool. Some of these people I know already and I know parts of their stories and others I hope I will have never met or you know, I I hope I'll be meeting new people. So that's the idea behind it. The first guest is a really cool one. It is Shinigami or Gianni. Uh, This is an artist that I've worked with now for close to a year, um, but he's also a really close friend of mine. And you know, him and I, like we've worked on a ton of stuff. We talk all the time. And even with that, there were so many things that I didn't know about him and that I learned just sitting down. So I had a ton of fun on this episode. I learned a lot. I have even more respect for him after hearing the journey that he's been through. Um, So I really hope you enjoy that. And I hope that um, the story maybe teaches you some lessons or I don't know. I just, I, I think it's a really fun episode to start with. So I hope you enjoy that. If you do, please uh, take a screenshot and share it on social media, uh, on Instagram story, Twitter, whatever. But uh, not only do I think word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and promote anything, I also really, really want to hear your feedback on the podcast. Um, This is my first time doing a podcast, so I'm sure I'll learn along the way and I'll improve everywhere. But I I think the best way to do that is to just listen to the listener and hear what you guys have to say about it. So please, please drop me a line. Let me know what you think. Let me know what I could be doing better, what you love, anything. So yeah, with that said, let's crack into this thing. Where are all my friends? Episode one. Let's go. We are here with Shinigami or Gianni Veloz. Do you... People are aware of your full name, right? Unfortunately. (laughs) Well, cool. I was thinking the best way to start this would be starting from like, I guess kind of like the early days of where were you born? I was born in New Jersey. I was actually born in uh, Anglewood, New Jersey. Okay. I lived in Rochelle Park for majority of my life and then moved to Lodi when I was 16. Okay. So you moved to Lodi at a, like you grew up in a whole different city. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. But you have lived in New Jersey your whole life. Yes, sir. Damn. Okay, so moved to Lodi at 16. When did you, what were you like in school? What were you like in like middle school? What was middle school Shinigami like? Um, very edgy. I was really uh, obnoxious, but it was a defense mechanism because people made fun of me. 
So in order for people to stop making fun of me and me not putting their hands, me not putting my hands on them because I was small and would get beat up, I would just say really disgusting and foul things so that people would leave me alone. So, <laughs> so you would like verbally just troll these kids? Yeah. <laughs> what, like, what were you, what were you listening to? Or like, like paint me the picture of oh. that. Like paint me the picture of you in middle school. Like what were you listening to? I was to? listening to Someday Came Suddenly by Attack Attack and also the uh, self-titled album. I was also listening to a lot of uh, Asking Alexandria and uh, Escape the Fate. I was listening to a lot of Skrillex and like dubstep and shit. Basically like scene music and EDM. Just horrible combination. Okay, but you had already found like an alternative kind of music. Like you had found more than just the radio. Yes. What age did you find music that wasn't just the radio? I was really young. Like how young? Like four. Oh, whoa. The first song I learned how to play on the drums was Walk by Pantera. When did you first start playing drums? My great grandfather brought me around a drum set when I was like two. Oh, so like music has been a part of your life literally for your whole life. Yes. <clears throat> Did your parents play or anything like that? No, but... It, it was your... Yeah, basically, my great-grandfather came here. On my mom's side, my great-grandfather came here from Italy mm -hmm. and lived in Queens, New York, and he played in jazz bands. He would play uh, with... Because uh, uh, back in the Dizay, Italians were like, uh, not treated the best. So he would play with like, uh, my my mom was telling me that he played in a band with like a Cuban guy, a Dominican guy, and I think another Italian guy. And it was like a very culturally mixed group. And like all his friends were like just jazz, jazz guys. And then he passed that down. And wait, wait sorry. So with your great grandfather, was he the first one to come to the States? Yes. Okay. And he came from... Italy. Okay. Um, I think he actually, I think they might have came from Sicily. I'm not exactly sure. I know that I'm Sicilian and Napolitan. I don't know where they actually came from. Word. Okay. Well, whatever. So he comes from Italy. He's playing in bands. He's the first one into the States out of any of your family. Yeah. And then that's great grandfather. So then you still have grandfather and dad. Did they play at all? Okay. So this is on my mom's side. Yeah. So my grandfather played in like hair metal bands what yeah there's a picture of him with like fake blood on his face and like a perm it's pretty epic and then <clears throat> my uncle played in deathcore bands when i was alive okay so even though it wasn't your mom and dad like you still had well yeah because i used to go to like i like lived at my grandma's house basically that was like my second home i went there every weekend when i was a kid Oh. Yeah. So you were around it from a super young age. It just wasn't your mom and dad. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. So then you've, yeah, you've had all sorts of different types of music in your life for your entire life. Yeah. So when, like, do you remember at like a specific age where like it clicked in your head or you're like, yo, like I personally fuck with this? I was really young. I was probably like, I mean, I like drums, like, you know what I'm saying? But I like... I always lived in apartments, so I never had space for a drum kit. Oh. So I'd only be able to play it at my grandparents' house because it was my uncle's kit. So it's like I loved playing the drums, but it's like it's like I couldn't play it all the time. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't like 
actually like being a band or anything. It's like couldn't also couldn't afford drums. They're very expensive. Drum kits are extremely expensive. Yeah, it sucks. So yeah, I mean like I would just play the fuck out. Like I would sit like basically what I would do. Like, when I got, like, old enough, like, I mean, I used to just dick around and shit, but, like, when I got old enough to, like, actually, like, play, play the drums, yeah. when I was, like, probably, like, eight, nine, ten. Still would, young. Yeah, I would just put on, like, we had, like, a sound system in there, and my uncles used to make me those, like, mix CDs of, like, pirated music. Yeah. So they, like, make me those, and, like, I would just play along to those CDs. So you would just get, like, a mix of whatever you had. Yeah, my uncles would just give me shit, and I would just listen to it. Damn, that's crazy. So it, it like it really did start at like a very young age. Yeah, and I didn't even know because I, I don't know. You don't think like I never thought I would make music professionally. I just liked it. Yeah, no, I mean at that time you were probably just a kid where you're like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Okay, so eight or nine, you're playing drums. You're going over to their house whenever you can, and for you that was probably like the best thing like when you yes. knew you could go over there you're like yo it's fucking on yeah because i could just play drums and play ps2 <laughs> all day how long like like how long would you be at their house for like what's the time frame of you just ripping on the drums we'd stay there for like weekends usually and then i would i'd probably be in that bitch for like an hour or an hour and a half at a time just going like it, it would get to the point where my grandma would be like hey relax <laughs> she didn't care but like i was also just maniacally beating those fuckers you know what i'm saying so <laughs> i can't assume that it sounded too good yeah so like mad props to them for being so patient with you yeah yeah a lot of props to my grandparents mom dad damn okay so at that age you find drums and then um so then that brings us so literally through all of school you played drums or you, or you at least had fun with music. Like you knew music. Yeah. Okay. And then like when you were in like elementary school or like middle school, like were there other hobbies? Were there other interests or was it always just, just music? video games? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause that's and drawing and stuff. And Oh, there's a essential part of the piece that's missing. Fill me I in. will tell you with all honesty, a lot, I feel like a lot of my interest in music as well came from guitar hero. Yo, like a lot of the, like I discovered a lot of bands and also just like, I know obviously playing guitar hero is not at all the same as playing real guitar, but it's like you, you have to have rhythm. No, dude, I feel you on that because like I never was able to play music. And when guitar hero came out or like came into my circle of friends, like it felt so cool. Like it was like, it, it was felt, so cool. It was just something special where you felt like you could play or like you like felt like you were way better than you were. You feel like a rock. Like I would feel yeah. like a rock. I remember I used to go to the mall. Well, like when Guitar Hero 3 first came out. So that had to be, what? That shit came out like 2007, you'd say? Guitar, Guitar Hero, Hero 3? 3 was on Xbox 360? Yeah, so that had to be 2007. What the fuck happened to Guitar Hero 1 and 2? Why do, why like that? I don't remember that at all. Guitar Hero 1 and 2 were both on PS2 and they were not as successful. Guitar Hero 1 was like, I, Guitar Hero 2, because Guitar Hero 1, what happened was basically... Uh, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure. Basically, they didn't have. They only had enough money to pay for the covers, licenses of the songs. So they got oh. really good covers made. But that's the thing, though. So they were covers. So that, but that, like, that makes people like it less just by default. Totally. It's, it's you know what I'm saying. But the covers that they did get were actually really good. That makes so much sense, though. So that was both Guitar Hero One and Two. It, yeah. 
No, uh, so Guitar Hero 2, I think they were able to acquire some licenses, I'm pretty sure, and then Guitar Hero 3, they got all of them. That makes so much sense. Because that was the first one that I ever heard of. Like, And I didn't Me think too. about it. Like, amongst my friends. I remember circle, seeing it. No, I knew what Guitar Hero was, but I thought I didn't know that it was like a guitar peripheral controller. I thought that like you were a rock star. I thought it was maybe like GTA or something. Because oh, I would just yeah. see the shit in the store. You know what I'm saying? But I never saw the controller ever. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. And then when I, I remember the first time I played it, my f- uncle's friend brought it over. And I sat and I played Slow Ride for two hours until I passed it on easy. Yes, dude. Slow ride. So I, I was, remember that song yeah, on Guitar Hero. Yeah, I was like, I was eight. You were eight when that came out? Yeah. Damn. Because, yeah, like, it's crazy. That's, like, crazy that I feel like there are certain games that came out on video game systems, like, amongst our generation. Or, like, I mean, you and I are kind of a gap of a generation. But, like, there are certain games that came out that, like, no matter who you talk to, like, you can talk to anyone in the entire world. And when a certain popular game came out, you can bond over it. Yeah. That's crazy. It's amazing. Okay, so Guitar Hero 3 comes out or is popular enough where it gets on your radar. You're eight years old. You had already played drums and all that, but this was another piece where it was like, yo. Exactly, because it's just like, I don't know. something. I don't know what it is about it. It's just like something, like, it's like you have to think like, I would, like, I would, that's all I would do all day. I didn't have a lot of friends in school, so I would just go home and play video games and play, play with toys and shit, and I was totally fine with that, but like, uh, and that's what, like then Rock Band came out, all that shit. So it's like when when all those games came out, like I ba- I got all of them. So it's like you have to think like how many hours I spent just in music, like because I'm yeah. listening to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's almost like subconscious because I'm like just trying to play the game, but like you have to think that like how much time I'm spending, like yeah, and like learning rhythm and learning all these pieces of like getting better at the game, but also going along with just getting better at music. Exactly. That's also crazy, like. Because you're saying like you didn't have like you literally didn't have the space to play real music. So like when you had the ability to play Guitar Hero on video, like on a on a console, it was like finally you had a chance to like do more than just wait to go over to your uncle's house and play drums. Yeah. That gave me it itched the same scratch. Wait, no. (laughs) Scratch the same. Scratch the same itch. I do that shit all the time. (laughs) Fuck. There's another one I say all the time backwards. I hate it. But okay, so very young age, drums, guitar hero. And then like, cause like, I know like when we listen to like some of your other music or stuff like that, like you'll like make callbacks to like Bam Margera and stuff like that. Like you've obviously like been a part of like skate culture and like there's so many other pieces. Yeah. So like, I don't know, in middle school, like what intro, like what are you into? Like, Well, it really is all because of my uncles and my co- my older cousin, you know, shout out PJ, Jordan and Christian. They like... I was the oldest, so, like, they were, like, my older brothers, and, like, they were all teenagers when I was a young person. Wait, you say you were the oldest? I'm the oldest in my family. You were the oldest in my family. But you were younger than them? Yeah. I got it. Okay. Yeah, they're my uncles. I thought you said cousins. My bad. Yeah, uncle. Well, yeah, that's my older cousin, Christian. Got it. Okay. Um, So you find them, or they kind of show you all of that. And so like they kind of just like shaped you or like all the culture, all the, yeah. Like when I was growing, when I was growing up, basically like, it's like I would, I would watch Jackass and shit and like Viva La Bam fucking damn. You got, you got in on that Jackass early. I wasn't allowed to watch that shit. Yeah. My, my dad used to, uh, like, you know, in New York, I don't know if you know that like you could, 
you used to be able to get bootleg shit on the street. Like, yo, that was a thing. I grew up in too small of a town, but I always heard about that. And I was like, how's that a thing? How's that real? Yes. Basically like, well, I don't know. It's, it's easy. Like now that I think about it, I understand how they did it, but you know, it's basically like somebody would just torrent movies and then they would just burn them to a disc or whatever. So I remember my dad brought home like the jackass collection, like in like those, I remember there was like a Steve-O, like it was like, I think it was like Steve-O don't try this at home or some shit like that. Yeah. And he would bring all those like home and they were just like, he wouldn't let me watch those, but I would watch jackass when it was on TV. Like, I would like look low key sneak in my uncle's room. They had like the they had the CKY tapes, like the Yo. you know what I'm saying. So I'd watch the CKY, and I was like, oh my god! And then the Blink 182, uh, fuck, what is it called? Um, uh, the live. What? Yeah, it has something. It has some type of dick joke in the title. Uh, not take off your pants and jacket. No, it, it was uh, it was a DVD, but they were just doing like it was just very raunchy. Yeah, it was in the yeah, same yeah. Vein. Oh my god, I remember. I was trying. It took me. It was so long until I saw it because I I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to watch it. I kept wanting to. <laughs> I have to. I don't want to kill the momentum of this, but I need to know the name of it now. What was it? It was Blink One Eighty Two. Oh my god. Live DVD. Mm-hmm. Live DVD. Some type of some type of dick joke. I'm pretty sure. Urethra Chronicles. Yes, the Urethra Chronicles. Dude. That, yes. Dude. It's so crazy. All, all those. It's and crazy that like you, all the same stuff that I wasn't allowed to watch, you weren't allowed to watch, but like I'm 10 years older than you. Like you were on this shit early. Yeah. That's why I am the way I am. Actually though, that's crazy. Okay. So like, this is like probably like middle school-ish. You're like finding all of this. You're getting into all this. Yeah. Okay. And then like, you're also kid that people were picking on or no? Yes. But, <sighs> Why were they picking on you? You liked a bunch of cool shit. But my town was really small and like, it's, I don't want to describe it this way because it sounds really ex- a lot more extreme than it actually is, but it, it's, it's like low key on some cult shit. Cause it's just like the fucked up thing is that like, I came to my town when I was in pre-K. So I basically like lived there my whole life, right? But it's like those kids' parents were already friends. And it's like they were friends. They all went to that school together. And then they grew up in that town and then had their kids. And now they're, you know what I'm saying? It's like a long line of so it wasn't community. Even, it wasn't even the kids' choice. It was the fact that their parents were friends. And I so think they that were, like now that I think about it, they were low-key racist. <laughs> And like my dad, like if you don't know that, like if you, if I didn't tell you my dad was Dominican, like you could think he was black. So like, I think that like, they just like, and my parents were also really young. So it's like all kinds of judgment. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And like, I never put that together when I was a kid, obviously, cause I never, yeah, why would I think it. that? You know what I'm saying? But like, now that I think about it, it's like, dude, there was like, I don't know. It, they it was really, it was really sus. The way that they treated people was really sus. So yeah, like literally completely outside of your control because of the clickiness of the other families and communities not accepting your parents, they, the kids didn't hang out with you because the parents would put the kids together. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's like there was just this big club that I was never a part of ever. And that That's was how I felt my whole life. up until 16, right? You were in that... I was, I would say up until 14. 14. Because then I went to a different, well, the high school that I went to, four towns went to. 
Because okay. my town was too small to have a high school. Oh, uh, okay. So this is basically all throughout middle school that you were doing. Yeah. Like that, that was happening. It's like elementary and middle school. Got it. Okay. So yeah, like it's not even like you had like some crazy beef with these kids. It's just like you were forced to be the outsider. Yeah. And then it's like, I just reacted and you know what I'm saying? Like I had, what was I going to do? I wasn't going to get bitched. Yeah. <laughs> That's very like Jersey shinny of you, but I respect it. And like I was definitely OD. Like I was like very hyper. Really? Yeah. Did you ever get any like real fights with these kids? I never got into any fights, but I got into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like teachers calling you out for like talking shit to kids or like? I used to just say really nasty, really nasty shit. And like they would, the kids would like go, like go to the principal and say it. (laughs) You would straight just get told on. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember one time there was these two girls and they kept making fun of like, they were, they were like, they said I look like a monkey. (laughs) It's kind of fucked up. They were like calling, like calling me a monkey and shit. So I told them that I hoped that they died. And then like the one, like one of the girls like started crying, OD. And the teacher comes over and like, she's like, what's going on? And they're like, Gianni said that he hopes that we died. And he gave us the middle finger. I I left that part out. (laughs) And all this shit. I was like, I was like first grade. I feel like too, like back in like at that time, like things like that, like the most shocking things you can say as a kid, like legit hurt feelings. Like now we can say whatever shit to each other and talk shit and say anything. It's like, yeah, 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 dude, whatever, fuck off. But like when you're young like that and like you say it with meaning, like you're like, oh. Yeah, no, yeah. I used to say really bad, really, really bad shit. Like I had a big like bad, I still do, but <laughs> I had a like bad mouth yeah damn okay and that was kind of just like your defense mechanism i guess whatever well yeah i mean you know what i'm saying it's like i'm like my parents told me just like yo like don't ever hit anybody unless they hit you first but if like somebody's like talking shit to you like don't let them bitch you around you know what i'm saying yeah um okay so that's middle school and then I'm trying to think if I'm like lo- like missing any key pieces of like well, the eighth come up grade story. is a key piece. Okay, Get, bring me to eighth grade then. That's what I was looking for. Okay, so this is when the the real journey began. Basically, eighth grade, I can to- I can completely break it down. Basically, so at this time I was listening to like Tag Attack, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that shit, and I was like I was already listening to Skrillex, but like that was like the extent mostly of the EDM I listened to. It was like Skrillex, Knife Party. That was like basically it. Um, and then I remember the YouTube algorithm suggested me while I was listening to Asking Alexandria, this artist, his name was Scourge, and it was Screamo Dubstep. And it is every ounce of cringe that you think that it is. <laughs> but I listened to that when I was 13, and I was like, yo. It's like Attack Attack and Skrillex, like, holy fuck. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter that the music is good. It's just, like, that was the first time that you saw genres could be mixed. Yeah, that's a perfect, yeah. I didn't know it at the time, but I was just like, that, I was like, yo, like, wow. Right, like, the fact, like, the production, anything of how bad it was, like, you didn't process that. You're just like, these are two of my favorite things put together. Yeah, so then that was that. I listened to him a lot, and then, like, I, I ended up finding, like, um like monster cat and like all that shit. So once I, once I found all that, I was like, 
curious as to like how are they making this you know what i'm saying like how is this because you know you it was always that joke of like oh they just press space bar and yeah whatever so like i remember looking it up and like the first thing that came up was oh wait i'm leaving something really important out that i didn't even never thought Let's of go. until now yeah i was dicking around in garage band when i was really young because of my uncle oh my uncle had a mac Dude, shouts out to your uncle. Yeah. So like, and I remember like this, that was the thing was like my, my other uncle was like, yo, we could record on it or whatever. And like, it never ended up happening. Um, but I would just dick around on the keyboard and like play the shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like you found like the MIDI keyboard. Exactly. So I, I, I had to, I had to be like 10, 11 when I was doing that, but that was, I forgot about that completely. Okay. So, you so had- that was, that was like my first ever interaction with a doll. Right. Okay. So you're now starting to find dubstep, and, and then I saw like, and then I like, I saw like, oh, you could use GarageBand, or yep. you could use like FL Studio, or like all these other plugin, uh, plugins, DAWs. <clears throat> and then I remember I really wanted GarageBand, but I could not afford a Mac. So it was Christmas time. I asked my parents for a laptop. They got me a laptop. Bless up. You know, what I'm saying very thankful. And how old are you? What, what I age was you? What 13. Okay. So get the laptop and I really want a garage band. So I attempted to get boot camp and run uh, iOS on my laptop. I couldn't do it. It was really annoying. Now is so. that because I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, damn, 13 and like you're on it. Like you're like deep in these programs. Is this because like you I was were- on the Internet? Yeah, like you kind of just grew up as an internet kid, so you just knew that you could Google and find and YouTube everything. Yeah, right? I mean, that's a whole nother story. Like, I was like on Newgrounds and shit yeah. when I was young. So, you know like, saying? so like I'm I, saying, I've been on the internet. Yeah, like you literally grew up on the internet. Like, Shinigami is a product of someone who grows up on the internet. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, okay, so, but like when you're 13, was it that you couldn't figure it out? Like, yeah, you just, there was just it? something like. I don't know. I, I it's just there was just some type of disconnect. It was just too much for what I was able right. to do. Okay. And so that went through the that was not going to happen. Um so I found this plugin called Mix not I keep saying plugin. This program called Mixcraft which is like visually the closest to GarageBand. Okay. But it was a sh- shitty plug uh god fucking damn it it's a shitty program and i tried to use it for a while and it was just not like it was just super uh non-intuitive there's no way you're actually going to create something good out of that because you can yeah i'm sure people can or whatever but it was just not it was not the same like it was not what i thought it was yeah so then like i was and i remember i oh that's another thing See, I, 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 the pieces are coming together. My dad actually had FL on his computer. Oh. I never used it, but I remember seeing him try to do it. And that's funny because he wasn't the musician in your family. No, no, but he just like wanted to make beats. It's just your dad being opportunistic. He's just yeah. trying to bump something in his modded ass six Civic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and then I, I remember specifically because my dad told me to get FL Studio. He was like, or he called it Fruity. He still called it Fruity Loops. Yeah. So he was like, yo, did you think, ever think about getting Fruity Loops? And I was just like, um, I get, like, yeah, like, I, it seems like the, probably the, the better option. 
And I think I might have, because we had like an older computer. I think I might have dicked around on that old computer, possibly. But it was just so it was so old that nothing was working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So successfully pirated FL Studio. Successfully pirated Massive and Nexus. Dude, and, and like those were the first two that I the first three things that I stole. What a golden time for torrenting too right dude it's not the same it's not the same anymore and it's like obviously like growing up as a kid like you don't really understand it and like it's it doesn't like the consequence isn't there but like i really do think there's something extremely special about that time where you're like 13 14 years old you have the internet you grew up on the internet you have this computer and like now like if you can dream it you can download it and like yeah. you can try all these things and learn all these things. Like I remember doing the same thing with Photoshop. Yeah, so like I, I did all that time. shit. Like every I I I torrented Photoshop. Like I started doing like my own logos and like my very first logo. It's like still on YouTube and shit. Like I made that. Damn. Okay, so that like that explains a huge piece of it. It's like you got your computer, you figured out torrents, and you finally found programs that you were actually into that you could work with. Exactly. And then it was just game on. Because I was just like, I wanted to, like from the beginning, I was like, I want to do the music. I want to make the art. Yeah. All that shit. And you had, at this point, that's like three, four years after like Guitar Hero and drumming and like you progressively listening to Attack Attack and finding Skrillex and all these new artists. So like, this is just the next logical step. Like, yeah, there's I no didn't realize it at the time. Gonna... It just, I was just trying to have fun. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So then you get it, you get your laptop, you have your right programs. What happens? What do you make? So uh, I'm like still in eighth grade. I remember specifically, it's actually still on YouTube, by the way. But the, fir- the first thing I ever produced is still on YouTube. I made uh, like a, I don't even know if you could call Basically, like, I ripped the melody half-assed from Scary Monsters and Ice Sp- Sprites by Skrillex and Dude. used FL keys. And then I used like the yo yo bass sound that I made in 3X OSC and some stock FL Studio drums. And then I, I made this... Uh, a, t- a cover of an attack attack song for a history project. And then I put that at the end to basically, uh, shamelessly promote myself. And that's on YouTube still. Wow. Yeah. So that was like the first thing. So I did that, put that in the end of the video for that school project. I didn't show up for the presentation. I was just going to ask you, what did you, what was your grade on that project? I actually got an A. Damn son. Cause I found the instrumental. F- that's the f- thinking about. It, that's the first time I ever recorded. <laughs> and I recorded into Turtle Beach he- headphones, and me and my friend found the instrumental remake for Stick Stickly, and we made Boston Tea Party lyrics for Stick Stickly by Attack Attack. Wow. And I did the screams. Damn. So you're what thirteen, fourteen? Thirteen. Wow. Yeah. So up there, the receipts are there. That's crazy. And you still have that stuff up on YouTube. I'll never take it down. That's amazing. God, I hope like, I hope more people find that. Cause like, I think there's something really special about like, we're always so hard on ourselves and like, even, you know, like any of this, like it's really embarrassing to go back and look at your, your stuff. Cause you know how much you've grown, yeah. but as somebody who's just a pure fan or somebody who like genuinely supports you, it's so cool to see the very beginning of it. That's like, that video is like historic. Cause it's literally just, 
there's a lot of things like I didn't even realize it until like recently. It's just like that's the first time I've recorded and that's the first time that I put something that I produced. Like I basically produced that song if you could call it that. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Like I recorded it into Audacity through the Turtle Beaches and then put it into FL and like tried to And how did you learn all that stuff? YouTube tutorials. Damn. Okay. So yeah, like you just legit like had that fire. Like you just were so into it that you just used the internet and found everything you needed to find. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So then that happens. And from there, what happens? So, uh, the next thing I did, I made, I remade, uh, interlude by attack attack that like club song. That was like my first big, like that's the first project that I ever completed and then unfortunately my laptop broke what happened I had one of my cousins over and I tried to plug the charger in and it was like loose and like and then I saw that the charging pin got pushed in and like like fucked up the power shit like it wouldn't turn on and that was like three months after I got it and like my parents were just like how the fuck like but I didn't do like I didn't like you can't how am I supposed to know that that the power pin is gonna get pushed? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, that's broken. I can't use it for whatever. And then, fast forward, graduate eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? About yeah. to go to high school. Yeah. And it comes back in Ju- uh, July. Your so, computer comes. Yeah, back? my computer. Oh, comes like you back got it July. sent out. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like my parents sent it out for oh, me. Oh, shouts to your parents. Yeah, that's awesome. it was still under warranty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they fixed it, sent it back, or whatever. It was all Gucci. And then, um, once I got it back, I downloaded a, I downloaded, I torrented the Vengeance dubstep sample packs and the Electro sample packs. If you're a producer and you know what I'm talking about. Dude, I'm sitting here and like, as you said it, I was just like, I wish I had more knowledge of Cause if you know specifics. what that is, like, if you know what that is, then like you're OG. Like, is there any way? Cause like. I'm sure not everybody who listens will know it, but like, I just personally want to know, like explain to me like what that means. Like, is it just the staple of that time or I, yeah, I think for that time it was like for producing EDM, at least it was definitely the staple just because there weren't, there was no splice. There was no, you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't find the dubstep snares that I wanted to find. I would find, I would look on, uh, like free sounds dot fucking org. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like, <laughs> and I would like look for dubstep. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and I didn't have like, I didn't have knowledge of forums and stuff like that really. Or like, you know what I'm saying? It just, there, it, the, the community was not formed yet. Yeah. Like it was like, it was like, you know what I'm saying? It was definitely formed on forums and shit, but it's like, I wasn't a part of that. So yeah. I didn't have any idea. So it's like, that was the, the most available thing for me to use like that was like the most readily available sample pack that would have enough to get me started it had like you know kicks snares percussion cymbals hi-hats uh risers and effects and all that kind of base any everything that i need for that area of music you know what i'm saying that, that wouldn't be since so, so it's like that's so you get that and then like was it just like christmas every day or you yeah, just in that shit? yeah like i downloaded like eight of those motherfuckers and like they have there's like hundreds of samples in those packs. So it's just like there's so much to go through. Now, they're terrible sample packs. <laughs> they are t- terrible. Like, Well, really they're terrible bad. now, right? Yeah, they're At the time, terrible. it was probably fire. Yeah, but like, yeah, 
It didn't sound like Skrillex. Well, yeah. You know? Do you remember? I remember so vividly because I was a huge from first to last fan. And I remember him leaving and being so bummed. And then I remember Sonny coming out. Just the project Sonny. Yeah. There was that one project. And there was like Glowworm um, and... Uh, I know what you're talking about. He did the AP tour. I know what you're talking about. I wasn't aware of him at that time. Okay. So you found it like... Because I know we've talked about from first to last. Yeah. But then you found like... You missed the sunny bit and then found the Skrillex side. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So you're going in on that. Get your computer back. Sampling every sound. Going in on it every day. Yeah, so I made a song every day. Wow. I made a song every day before ninth grade. Damn. Yeah, because I was going to say, so this is like before getting into high school? Or? Yeah, it's like that summer before high school. Oh, okay. Okay, so your whole summer was just taken up by... Yeah. Wow. It was fucking amazing. I miss it. I was actually happy. That actually sounds really special. Yeah, it was. What a dope time, too. Like... Getting into high school, like, I don't know, like, I feel like you, like, have a really good grip of, like, what you fuck with in the world. And, like, for you to have that resource of music and to just have that entire summer to just go in on it. Yeah, it was a good and bad thing because as soon as that, if soon, as soon as that was in my hands, school was just not, like, I just didn't care anymore. Oh, that's, like, where you checked out of being, like, I don't. Yeah, damn. that was it. That Did you cool. have an idea like at that point where you were like, yo, I'm going to be an artist or like, was like, was no, there... I just, that the way that I saw making music was like playing video games. Like it was like a new video game. Oh, uh, so it wasn't there. There really wasn't like you trying to put together, orchestrate some artist project or some band. You were legitimately just like, this is so fun. I want to fuck with these songs and just make a bunch of songs. Yeah. Like I was like, this is so fun. Like. I used to bring my laptop to school. That's so wholesome. Yeah. So, okay. So you're just making songs because you're having fun making songs. Yeah. Was there ever a time where you did get to the point where you're like, yo, I want to start a band or I want to do an artist project or... Well, I wanted to... Well, I mean... Like, fill me in from like, you make a song every day, but there's some point where you upload a first song as Shinigami. Well, I uploaded... Oh, as Shinigami. Well, maybe there's something before Okay, that. so my first name was Renegade. Oh. Yeah, so... But I uploaded my that first song as soon as I finished it. Okay, so, SoundCloud. Oh, as Renegade? Yeah, so I uploaded to SoundCloud and YouTube like as soon as I finished it. Okay, so end of middle school, before you're getting into high school, that summer, you're making songs and you're uploading them. It's not like it's just staying on your hard drive. Yeah, I've been on SoundCloud since I was 13. Holy these, these shit. These idiots could never. Like, you think I'm joking. <laughs> You're not getting when you've birthed all these kids. You've been there Bro, for... I swear to God. Like, that's why it's just, you know what I'm saying? I'll I'll never, uh, I'll never, get, you know what I'm saying, get the credit. I'm not saying I fucking birthed SoundCloud rap, but I was on SoundCloud when I was 13. Well, no, like, that shit's cool to me. Like, I love, like, those pieces of the story are so cool to me because I feel like, again, for you, like, you're still so young, but, like, it's so easy for people to write you off and be like, oh yeah, this young kid just got into it and it's a fluke or whatever. Yeah, that's probably like, what like 90% of people think. But right, like, but no. 90% of the people don't know you've been doing this now for the better part of your life. Yeah. Which is nuts. That's why I'm pissed off all the time. <laughs> you've just had these years of people not understanding what you've actually been about. I felt more like 
understood and appreciated when people didn't give a fuck about me. When I when I had like my small little, uh, I actually used to make friends with other musicians on Facebook when I was in high school and like in eighth grade. So yeah. like I, there was like a little EDM community on on Facebook. I, if you if you know you know what I'm saying, shout out my homie Prob. I still talk to him. That's my bro. But that was my first music friend ever. Whoa. That was like the first person I ever collabed with. Was ever. he from Jersey as well? Or no, was he, just he was from Canada. Oh, damn. Have you guys like met up in person? Yeah, I met Yo. him. We met when I was 16. Holy shit. He, like, Did he came come? to my town. Yo. Yeah, it was so sick. Damn. Have, do you guys stay in touch now still? Like, is that yeah, the only time every, you saw Yeah, him every once in a while, like we talk and shit. I wish he came out to the tour or something like that. Yeah, that would be so sick. He, I, he was supposed to. Really? Yeah, maybe next time. That'd be sick. Oh, yeah. Okay, so 16 years old, you're making and uploading all these songs, and it seems to me at least like there it was just more wholesome in the sense of like it wasn't competitive, it wasn't people trying to be the best, it was literally just a community of people being like, yo, we have these sample packs, this shit's crazy. Yeah, How it was really cool because this? it was a lot more I felt I feel like that was so much more of a community than like what I'm a part of now. Yeah. Because it's like everybody was sharing. Like, I remember specifically, like, there was these, like, really low-key, like, where it would be, like, a snare or something. Yeah. And he'd be like, yo, like, I have this snare, and, like, this guy used it, and whatever, and it's, like, really fine. And then, like, they would send it to me. And, like, my friends, yeah. like, would send me, like, we would all, like, um, like, we would all torrent, we would all torrent sample packs and then, like, trade them. Like, they were trading cards. Yeah, and, like... It's so funny you say this because, again, I never got deep into music on that side, like making music. But the way you're explaining it makes me think back to the days where I was like into the car community because like before social media or before whatever, there was forums. And it was almost like you were more respected, you were cooler, you had more friends with the more knowledge you brought to the forum. Exactly. That's exactly how it was. So it was just like that. It with was that. So it's like there was like respected people in the community that like were really good at producing and like. So if you're the one that's going through all the bullshit torrents, just sifting through the trash and you get the one sample and bring it to the community, you're like the fucking legend of the group. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Damn. Okay. So yeah. So you had like a really special time of just a real community. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm very grateful for that because it really felt like that. That's crazy. And like, they're even like the, even like the bigger producers, like some of them were like kind of like standoffish, like, you know, kind of snooty, mm -hmm. but like a lot of them were, would like, they were, they re reply to comments and messages and stuff for the most part. And like, they probably weren't like overtly sharing things cause they were successful for a reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know. There was just a lot less uh like ego i feel like yeah no that's that's so crazy like you kind of just blew my mind there because an entirely different industry or an entirely different hobby or lane but like dude i feel that i know that feeling because i watched it happen with the car community where it went from like support and helping each other and adding things like you were excited to be like yo i figured out the wiring for this motor swap or like yo i figured out how to run these wheels on this car and then instagram comes out and like all of a sudden, if somebody has like a cool stance and like the perfect suspension setup or whatever, instead of sharing it and being like so excited to be the one, then like you're the cool kid that has something that hasn't been done and you don't want to share it or whatever. Yeah. It seemed like there was a real shift. So it's crazy that you felt that in a totally different lane. That's what it feels like now. Yeah. 
Okay, well, let's bring it back. So 16, you're making songs every day. You have that community. You're still Renegade. Mm-hmm. And, and then Renegade eventually is... I turned into Riot Realm. Oh. So I think I was like probably like... I might have still been 14 or 15. And this is all EDM stuff. Yeah. This is like heavily inspired, like coming from like Attack Attack, but then like finding Skrillex and just like... Yeah, like I made Attack Attack remixes and like I did the Bring Me the Horizon remix contest for Can You Feel My Heart. No shit. I did not win. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What if? Um. Okay, so then Renegade and then... It, sorry, it went to what? Riot Realm. Riot Realm. And then Riot Realm keeps going... Until I was 16. Okay. And then what happens at 16? 16, I started watching a lot of anime, particularly Bleach. Um, And I remember... Because I watched it... I watched it in English first, but then I remember it just being like a cardinal sin... You just can't, you don't do that. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I just felt like, because a lot of my, uh, a lot of my EDM friends were weebs. And they were like, nah, bro, you got to watch it with subs. So, I watched it and subbed. And in Bleach, in the English version, it's, uh, they called them um, Soul Reapers, uh, which is a lot less cooler than Shinigami. Uh, so, they were called them Shinigami in the Japanese version. And... That means death god, which obviously the reason why they did that is because they didn't, you know, that's offensive in America. You can't, can't have death god. Like, yeah, Japan's you know I mean? metal as fuck. Japan no, do some crazy metal is, shit. No, they are metal as fuck. Japan is metal as fuck. Like, you, do you know uh, a Gretzko? No. It's like this Sanrio character, and she's like this little cat woman that like works at an office, but like she when she gets pissed off, she like starts screaming, and like it looks like almost like kiss makeup. It's really epic. And it's, it's on a Netflix. Sanrio character? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's really sick. Damn. Yeah. I fuck with Japan. Okay, so you start watching Bleach. You find that. You get deep into it. You find Death Gods or Shinigami, and you're like, yo, that shit's metal. I just thought it sounded so cool, and like, obviously it was like super edge. I'm very aware of it, but I remember like looking into like the meaning of it, and like, because in the show, what like um, they basically do is like, there are these uh th- these things called hollows and like they're basically like demons I guess like to put it simply for anybody that doesn't watch it I'm just kind of you know making it easy for like anybody that's just listening that doesn't know anything about anime but they're basically like demons or whatever and the soul reapers um they kill the hollows and shit and they also like help like lost souls kind of transfer to the afterlife or whatever so like they're 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 good in the show. So um, even with the crazy ass metal name, you're like, all right. Yeah. So, this. but the actual meaning for Shinigami is like basically uh, in ancient Japan, when like somebody was depressed or like suicidal or whatever, like they thought that it was a Shinigami that was like fucking with them and giving them these thoughts or whatever, basically. Damn. So Yo, props to you. Like you actually have a dope name. Like so many people have artist names that they regret, but like, that seems very serendipitous that like you found bleach at the time and found this and like, and it was also just like, um, I, ha- I mean, I've, I feel like I've had anxiety since I was pretty young. I just didn't know what it was because it's like a genetic thing. It's not like, like it runs in my dad's side of the family. Oh, whoa. So like, not so it's like only... it all kind of like, I, like it, it meant something to me 
at the time because it's something that I was dealing with and was very unsure about and didn't really understand it. And it was like the first time it was acknowledged. Yeah, and it was just like it was cool to have like almost like uh like a mythical like reasoning behind what I was feeling in a way. Like it was just cool like that that like it also just made me feel better that like knowing that because I feel like like mental illness is so stigmatized that it's just like I just didn't like I thought I was crazy. So it's yeah. like it was just knowing that like people have been dealing with anxiety, depression for a really long time and I'm not special. I'm not like a there's nothing like quote unquote wrong with me. Like it just you know what I'm saying? Just like at that time it's like all that just made me feel better and like it meant something to me. Damn. That's actually really fucking cool. I didn't know the levels of that. Yeah. Damn, son. Okay. So you get the best name. Yeah. And you're watching Bleach and then because like the Shinigami project sounds so much different from any type of like EDM, dubstep. So you start watching Bleach, you find this incredible name, but like there was also a bit of a music shift. Yes. So around that time as well, a little bit before. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit before this because, oh God, this is so funny. When I was 15, I found Young Lean. And at first I was like, yo, me and Gaff were like, this shit is ass. Like this kid is so like, what's good with him? Yeah. And then I like listened to it more and more and I was like, damn, I kind of like it. Like you'd find like subtleties about it where you're like, wait a minute, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. And then sometime between then, um, oh my God, I, I was there when reborn by blade came out like when that song dropped i remember when there was two comments whoa so that's the first time i heard blade wow was that song and was that like was that you just still staying in like your form or your like your i was still listening to edm like, yeah like i was still a part of it but like i'd found this and like there was some people in that in that group that listened to Young Lee. So like were stuff like that getting posted in your group being like, yeah, like what do you guys think of this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of people were hating on it, but some people were like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, like some of the people were kind of like picking apart the production elements being like, I don't know, man, that's like actually kind of different. Or like, yeah. That's yeah, it. exactly. Okay. So you find it and like, cause the thing was at one point I do have to make is like production in general is like treated like so different now. Like back then it was like, it was such like an elitist thing. It's like who has the best mix and like who yeah. has the best sound design. So it's like most people would listen to it and it's just like objectively bad. Right. Because it's like people have this high standard of production quality, like professional, you know what I'm saying? Mixing and mastering and all and all that stuff. But like what like I appreciated about it is that like I just saw it as like these are kids like me. You know what I'm saying? They're just yeah. making music in their room like that's really cool that you say that too. Cause I feel that way where like you almost listen to some of the stuff that comes out now, where if the song itself is good, it sounds so weird to say this, but like the bad production is almost refreshing. Yes. Just because it feels genuine and real. Yeah. Just because you, you know that it's not somebody paying a ton of money to have perfect production. If it's some kid or like, it's just like, it's genuinely like you feel the emotion you feel that like this is them just making the sickest shit that they can. And there's some element of it just feeling like raw and real. Yeah. Like sometimes I mix my songs like 
bad on purpose. Damn. Or like I'll use beats that like I know are not mixed the best, but I like how it makes it sound with my voice. Yeah. Just because it reminds me of that time. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, like, you notice that trend. I feel like that trend is in more than just music, too. Like, you look at fashion and, like, so many of the things have almost gone backwards. You look at photography. Well, it's just a cycle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so you're in these groups and, like, you're not a hater. You're kind of looking at it with open eyes and you're just like, there's something about this. This is kind of cool. Yeah, and, like, I liked Blade a lot. And then I I liked Reborn. And like some of his other songs, I just well, like wasn't that into, and I kind of like I was like way more of a, a lean stand. Yeah. At the time, I'm not yeah. gonna hold you. I'm not gonna cap. Please don't hold me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sometime between then, he drops "Unknown Memory," which is my favorite project by him, where he had a fucking Travis Scott feature before Travis Scott even blew up. So I listened to Travis Scott on that album, and I was like, "Who is this?" And then he ended up being a big, big guy. Holy Pretty big shit. guy. You ever heard of him? Travis Scott? He's, uh, I feel like I've seen his name on like a festival <laughs> or something, right? But yeah, like that came out and that like changed my life because it was like young lean, but like the mixes were actually good. The production was good. Like the production was like much better, like way like young good and, and fucking Sherman and white armor, like God, God tier producers. Damn. Yeah, and like especially now understanding it too, it's like you're in these forms, you're figuring it out, and then you see this new wave of these kids, and yeah. then you watch these kids level up, and you yeah, watch them push exactly. the envelope and do stuff like different. Like I remember when uh, like Charlie Xiet, wait, no, not Charlie Xiet, no, who was it? Uh, who sings Royals? We will never wait. We will never be royal. Yeah, yeah, isn't that Lord? Yeah, Lord. Lord wore the young lean. Unknown Death 2002 shirt. Everybody, Did she? Yeah, everybody was like, what the fuck? I remember that. Like, I remember that being... Dude, that there being are thing. so many layers to, like... There's so the much. culture. Yeah, there's so... Like, it I live so for that shit. That's yeah. so sick. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that came out, and then, like, at the same time, I found Bones, and, like, that was just, that was just like, the big opening of the floodgates for, yeah. like, underground rap music. What which, year are we at now? 2015. So that's pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely like, if you were finding that stuff and you didn't know how it was developing, you're just like, what the fuck is happening to music? Yeah. And I remember just like, I remember when Bones, uh, when, um, uh, fuck teenage witch, pretty sure I don't want to get like roasted, but I have really bad weed memory. Pretty sure it was teen witch. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I cannot help. Basically, he made an album about um, uh, Columbine. Okay. Yeah. So that I remember that being a thing, and like I remember like just being like, "What the fuck?" Is so like more so than the title, just like the subject matter, and like just like hearing it, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Okay. Um, it looks like you're. Are you good? Yeah, no, I wanted to like look it up. You wanted to look it up? Yeah, I was going to say it. Because I didn't want to just sound like an idiot. I feel like a dumbass. No, I know. I feel you. This is important for the history. I wish I knew. I'm a huge poser. Yes, okay. I'm right. I'm okay. right. Good. Yeah, te- I said teenage witch first. I'm going to get fucking roasted. <laughs> Call yourself an actual fan. Okay, so you're finding all this. I am a fan of nobody. 
And at this, all of this time, you're sorry. I didn't. I was on my tangent. I didn't acknowledge it. Um, all this time, you've already named yourself Shinigami, and are you starting to experiment with like making your own versions of like what you fuck with? Um, I made a remix of Reborn by Blade. Okay. Um. Oh, so you weren't really singing yet. No, you weren't really doing any vocals. No, I was still producing. You were just making beats, and you were just a fan of music. So, yeah. like, you were listening to this nonstop. You're fucking around with remixes. Exactly. Okay. So then, when do you get to the point of you singing or you making like? I started rapping first. Oh. And what yeah. project name was that? That was still Shinigami. Yeah. Okay. So I rapped like that whole year before. I sang, I rapped. Right. Holy basically. shit. Yeah. Damn, and like, I guess that kind of makes sense because if that's the first wave of these artists that you're finding, like... Nobody was singing. But Bones sing. was, but nobody else really. Yeah, and like, leave it to Bones to be a Well, and Spooky Black and shit, but, oh. you know. Yeah. He was, he's actually good. That's crazy. I didn't he's realize that he was so early to everything. He was so, yeah. That's he was a legend. Respect. Okay, so there's a year of Shinigami rapping. And were you like, what, so like, what does this Shinigami, like, what is this Shinigami like in person? Like, if I were to have met rapping Shinigami, like, what would you be wearing? Like, what do you like? I'm like, just angry. Yeah? Angsty, edgy. So the same Shinigami we all know. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just a little bit softer and kinder now. <laughs> okay. So just a real angsty version of you. Yeah. All right. And then, so then where do you find singing? Where does that change? Nothing Nowhere. Oh. I was on Nothing Nowhere before everybody else. Oh, you can suck my dick. <laughs> I was on Nothing Nowhere when I was 15. Because Gaff, me and Gaff skipped school. We used to, Gaff is my best friend. If anybody listening doesn't know. Shouts to Gaff. Shouts to Gaff. Damn that's my legend. best friend. We used to skip school all the time. It was a Friday. I was already failing everything. I was like, hey, Gaff, trying to skip school? And he was like, yeah. So we went to the cafeteria. We took the free breakfast. You know what I'm saying? I was broke. We got free breakfast, ate the breakfast, and we just walked out of the building. And we walked to the mall. <laughs> so How we far did we walk? 40 minutes. Damn, all right. So yeah, we like walked, but it was lit, you know what I'm saying? So we walked to the mall, we ditched our backpacks at Crackhead Park in Maywood, New Jersey. No shit. Yeah. Like just because you didn't want to walk, why didn't you want to bring your backpack to the mall? Because we were afraid that people were going to see us with our backpacks and be like, yo, shouldn't you kids be in school? Oh, straight up. Okay. So you just yeah. didn't want to blow your cover? Exactly. Did your shit get stolen? Did your backpack No, and that's also the playground uh, that I shot Cecil Ice Cream in the video at. So if you, it's a little historical. Wow. Historical. A special information drop. Yes. So dropped our bags off there, walked to the mall. And we were just like, we would just show each other. Because we used to just, I used to just go down my SoundCloud feed and find cool shit. Yeah. Like it used to be like that. Yeah, back when SoundCloud had culture cool music in a community. Yeah, when it had like actual music and not garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming at everybody. I don't care. Pour one out. Okay. But uh he shows me nothing nowhere. Don't mind me. And I was just like Wow. I was like, this is amazing. It's emo. Like, this is emo, but it sounds like like a grief beat. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Like I get it because now at this point you have found all of those genres. Yes. You had early on. Like, and also playing... I would like, I started listening to like neck deep in the story so far at this time too. They were just like, they were just popping. Like I think wishful thinking just dropped when I found neck deep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh wow. So, all right. So early, early days you're like, you had all the guitar hero music. You had all that. You're ripping the drums to whatever mixtapes you can find. Then you find all the EDM stuff. Then you find the attack attack stuff. You've gone through every genre and then like you're finding like bones and blade and like all of that. Yeah. And like the thing I liked about bones is he was just like, it was the first like quote unquote, like metal rapper that I thought was like somebody that did it. That wasn't corny. Yeah. Like yeah. he looked like if you look at his videos, he, lo- he looks like, Somebody that should be in a black metal band. That's what I thought when I was that age. I was just like, yo, he looks metal as fuck. Like, and he screams. Yeah. And raps. So, oh, holy shit. So then, yeah, by the time you find Nothing Nowhere, it's that same feeling. What's that really bad band you said you found in the very beginning? Oh, Scourge. It was like an EDM. It's almost like that again, where you're like hearing two of your favorite genres put together and you're like, wait a minute. Exactly. What? Yeah. So it's like underground rap and emo. Damn. And and how did Gaff wow. find it? Bro, we were just looking on our SoundCloud feeds. So oh, it's like, you're just chilling at the mall. It's like, like the, it just, had to yeah. have been like, it had to have been, well, he found it like he found it himself, like while he was at home probably. But it was probably like, you know, because we all followed like Sesh and all those guys. So I think that they might made maybe have like reposted it or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was just being an enthusiastic kid, paying attention. Yeah. Looking at whatever you could find. Damn. Okay. So you find that and you're just like, game over this is sick yeah and like i knew i wanted to sing but i never tried to so i just did like like i think about like that's the one thing like i wish i would have done is like i wish i would have like from that day started singing like because it like you know what i'm saying because i wanted to like i had so many ideas but i just couldn't like i remember like writing trying to write lyrics and stuff and it was just it was so bad so i just never tried yeah but it's funny you say that because like at least for all the time that i've known you like the thing that I admire and like kind of something that like continuously is a part of your story is like you hear something and pretty quickly you're just like, I need to make my version of this. Yeah. So this is like, it happened again. Like you heard nothing nowhere and it was so inspiring where you're just like, I need to go find my version of this. Basically. Damn. So from there, Shouts to Joe. I wonder if he'll ever realize how many people he influenced and inspired. Yeah. It's a shame he doesn't get the credit. I feel like he gets credit. Like He gets credit for being a good artist, but like, I just don't think that people understand really where he came from. I feel like a lot of like, I mean, it's no disrespect, but like a lot of these like newer fans of him, his don't even know that like he started off on SoundCloud and like, getting support from sesh and like all that kind of shit oh totally yeah like now that they're probably just finding him on like a spotify related artist exactly which i mean it's cool like, you know what i'm saying like all more power to him like bless man he's, he's getting he's getting blessings on blessings and he deserves it well, i think that shit's cool though because like he he in a sense pioneered or grandfathered a side or scene but now does get the benefit too of like finding a casual fan that doesn't know that side and they're just like oh this is objectively great yeah that's cool and it's crazy too. Like, I don't want to hijack your episode, but like, just like, it's crazy that even for me, like working in music and like working in so much, so far away from that, 
like I was working in Equal Vision at the time and Johnny came to me and found nothing nowhere. And he was like, dude, this is cool. And like, I hadn't gone down the rabbit hole that you did. Like I didn't know blade. I didn't know lean. I didn't know any of that. I didn't know bones, nothing. Like I was just in like more of the neck deep pop punk world. Yeah. So I heard it. And like, without knowing any of that, I was just like, yo, this is sick. I guess granted I grew up listening to just like more traditional hip hop. Like I always love Kanye and yeah, even further back like BC boys, but that's crazy. It's crazy just on how many levels he influenced that. Yeah. So you find nothing nowhere and you're just like, cool, my version. Exactly. So basically, um, and that was also a time that like around that time, like X and peep were like coming up and shit. Oh yeah, because now we're up to what, like 2016? Yeah. Yeah. 2015, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. But like I always was more into the sesh side mm. of like of that. Yeah. So it's like a lot of that like went over my head. Sure. But um I remember Hmm. Okay. So I remember moving when I was sixteen. I'm still rapping and, you know, whatever. And I remember I had this teacher. She was my English teacher, Miss G. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Miss G. And, like, I would, like, I, like, showed her my music because, like, she, like, was, she, like, was, like, a former emo kid. No way. Yeah, I think she's, like, I'm pretty sure she's, like, your age, maybe, like, a little bit older. So, like, she, like, knew, like, all, like, Oh, like the like escape to fate, like all that shit. So like we grew up going to warp tour. Exactly, kind of yeah, exactly. So sick. Yeah, so like that was like mad cool. And um like I remember like showing her all the shit that I made and she was just like, Oh, like you make so many like different kinds of shit. Like whatever. And like like she's like, he's like, There is there anything you can't do? And I was like, I can't sing. <laughs> and she was just like, What do you mean? And I was just like she's like, Have you ever tried? And I was just like, I mean, kinda she's like just do it. Like, Whoa. you know what I'm saying? She's like, just do it. Like, you could sing. Like, it's not, like, not, like, something that's, like, impossible. Like, you don't have to be born a good singer. Like, some people are, but, like, just do it. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, she would try to get me to sing with her in class. Like, not in class. Like, like I would, like, because I, I did bad in school, so I would, like, stay after. So you would have to drop back anyway just because you were slacking so hard on shit? Yeah. Tell me her name again. Miss G. Miss G. Dude, shouts out to her. Yeah. Holy shit. That's cool. Yeah. So, and then that summer, I had summer school. Oh, well. So that was junior year going into senior year. You were slacking. So I was, I failed algebra one three times. Oh my God. I failed algebra one three times. I failed physics and I failed gym. (laughs) You failed gym. I, I didn't, just didn't change. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I just didn't feel like changing. Oh, that's that makes more sense. I feel like when you hear you failed gym, it's like you couldn't like climb a rope or dodgeball no. or something. I don't know. I was just being a little defiant bastard. Makes sense. Which I still am. Yeah, it's all pretty on brand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you think like you giving this little of a fuck about school, like is this music's fault at this point? Like, was it just that you like, you were so in music and weed. (laughs) Okay. You found weed. Yeah. I found weed when I was 14. Okay. So as this is all going on, I'm also smoking weed. Yeah. So 
that's just funny. Like it's, it's so we've talked about this, like you and I have just like how much you did not give a fuck about high school. No, I didn't. I really did. It's actually appalling. That's crazy. Okay. So again, shouts to Miss G for like not being evil to you while you're going through all this. So you're dropping back. You guys know music. She's talking to you about that. She's like, we'll just sing. Yes. So then I get summer school and she's my, one of the summer school teachers. Oh shit. So you had the homie. (laughs) Yeah. And I basically, what I did, I found a website that had all of the answers to every single question and I got a 99 as my final score and I finished two or three weeks early. Leave it to the and kids she, that was she raised was on like, the internet. And she was just like, you know, like you, you should help all the other kids. So I just would go up to other kids and I'd be like, yo, go to this website. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, I was like, cause I remember like, I, I just remember like there was this kid that like was in my class and he was like older than me and he was just like looking at me and he was just like, you don't, you don't look like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're good at school. I was like, I'm not. I was like, yo, my God, like, just go on this website, bro. And just shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, you can't say you didn't help them. Yeah, no, they were mad grateful. For That's me. fucking incredible. All right, so then you're going through that. Miss G convinces you to sing. Yeah, so I'm in, which I wouldn't say she convinced me. I would say she put the thought in my head that it was possible. All right. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Cause I I never I didn't it wasn't this didn't happen on purpose like none of it like I when I say I never asked for this I I mean it because it was just kind of an accident basically it's like the consequence of you loving music like yeah. you're just over here just trying to have fun with music yeah so um I'm in at this point I'm going through like a lo-fi hip hop phase when I was make in summer school like what I was just making like lo-fi lo-fi hip hop are you listening to anything that's influencing that or you just got BSD Dot you, I don't know because some people say it different than that. I don't. I don't know if I'm dumb, but yeah, BSD. I was listening to like Swam, shit like that. Okay, Lo-Fi Hip Hop Summer. Yeah, so I'm making this, and that's where I made. I made Sanctuary, the first one, which is the remix of the, of just it's like the Lo-Fi beat, basically of the original song. I made that in summer school. Whoa. So I did that, did all that shit. Like at this time, like I had a thing for like, I already had a thing for like the music boxy sounds. Like I be, I've been using those sounds since I made EDM. Like so I used to make, I went to like a little future bass when that was like a pop in, you know what I'm saying? And I got like, I got like a lot of followers off of that, like in the EDM shit, like from doing that. I used to make like kawaii, like anime sounding music. Uh. And the, but like I was using like, the songs are still on YouTube. You could find them. They, I was using the, music box sound. I just had this like I still do I love bell sine wave based sounds I just love how gentle they are and like how uh, you know they could be used in so many different ways um so my friend this is a this is a really rare story very very rare story I don't think I've ever told it I think maybe I have but it's just this it's very rare Basically what happened, my friend, Kaizen, who I made a song called Bloom With, it's also still up there. on a, It's still on Spotify and all that shit too. So we made that song and then he sends me this beat and it was like this really chill trap beat. Um, 
and I thought like I ne- the, my problem with making singing songs is I could never come up with a vocal melody. Like I didn't understand like how to translate melody into words. That was my biggest problem. That's why I, it took me so long to do it. Mm. So he sends me this instrumental and I immediately came up with the hook for Ghosts. Wow. Like I wrote the whole, like I just wrote it and I was like, dude, like, can I sing on this? And he was just really confused. So, but he was like, yo, yeah, like do it. And then I recorded it on my iPhone 4. Whoa. Yeah, all that rap music I recorded, I recorded on an iPhone. Incredible. Yeah, so shout out to all, Steve Jobs. Shout yeah, shout out Steve Jobs one time. I don't fuck with the child slave thing. Fair. But shouts for the, the technology is incredible. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. I had a question there though. So what like what clicked? Like when you heard that song? It was just because it had he he wasn't using the music box sounds, but it just it had like a really kingdom hearts to me like that probably wasn't his intention but it's just like to me it gave me this like it was really gentle and soft and comforting and you know what i'm saying and like i it just i don't know something just clicked like i just done no 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 you know what i'm saying and i was like yo so i wrote the hook i recorded the hook and i sent it to him and he was like dude what the fuck like this is sick or whatever and then I did like the other part of it, like the first, like I guess like the first half and like sent it back or whatever. And um, I also worked on the beat. Like he sent me like the project file, like re- I redid the beat basically entirely. And then, and then he was, uh, he wanted to use the instrumental for like an EP or something. So he was like, bro, like, I'm sorry, like, you know, like I'm using this for something else. And I was like, all right, you know, obviously like it wasn't my thing. So, I'll, but I was bummed. So that ba- that song is basically just in in the it's in the void for about two weeks and this is like right this is like august of like before i'm uh going into senior year okay so i remember literally like four days before school i was just like dude i have this acapella basically and like i'm not just gonna like let it sit here like i'm gonna do something about it so I made the instrumental for Ghosts and I pulled up that fucking music box sound font or I think it was a contact thing. I don't remember. Yeah. But pulled it up, made the chords, made the beat, basically slapped it on. Like I slapped the acapella on and then I finished the song and then it was done. And wow. that was that was the beginning of the Shinigami that you know. Damn. I love that. Yeah. That progression, like, it makes so much sense to me now. And I also, like, at least to me, like, there's this side of it where it's just, like, so fucking genuine. Like, it's, like, it literally is just you. It's just a kid that loves music. It's just a kid that's listening to music being, like, this is cool. I got to try to figure this out. That's why, you know, like, yeah, that's all it is. And, like, that's why, like, I, I hate the mentality now of people just being, like, oh, well, this sounds like this and da 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 and well, this person's do bro everything sounds like everything we all listen to music well, like you're not like nobody's special you well, know what yeah. i'm saying like and dude like to i'm take, just a product of what i listen to that's exactly care. it and to take like, it that step further it's like i don't know where that shift happened i don't know if it's been happening forever and we're just more aware of it but like 
the fact that like you admired this music, it was such an influence on you that anytime you heard a new genre, anytime you had a new piece that you got that excited, you were just like, yo, I need to do this myself. I need to figure this out. It wasn't you trying to ride a wave or get following or hype. You're just like, this is cool. This is exciting. I want to understand it. I just like new things. I got, I get bored easily. Yeah. So it's like, I would find it if like, I'm already making music. So it's just like, especially like, just getting into like the rap side of things was like a particularly big leap. Like, mm-hmm. cause I'd been making EDM for like three years and like, yeah. that's all I knew. Yeah. And it's like, then making that transition was definitely like hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got like, I, I got a lot of hate for that, for switching up. Wow. Really? Even in like that early day. Yeah. Even early on. Yeah. Even early on, I got shit on. So <laughs> people are literally just shitting on a kid that's like having fun with music. Yeah. Like these are like probably 20 year old, 20 something year olds. <laughs> And he's like, this little fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm going to get mad or He thinks he can go from today. making dubstep to this stupid underground rap. I miss when it was just called underground <laughs> rap and not SoundCloud rap. That's what I That's what I remember it being. There was no SoundCloud rap. It was underground rap music. Wow. Yeah, it's just it's such... I don't remember. I don't know exactly when that changed, but... Way back when. Yeah, it had to be a couple years ago at least now at this point. Okay, so I have to bring it back to this one point because I remember we were together in your hometown and you said something to me that blew my fucking mind. You uploaded Luna, that EP, in your public library. It's not an EP, it's an LP. LP, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. That's a party foul. I did. You uploaded that in your public library. Yes. And is that because... Because my internet was broken and my laptop was broken and it would not connect to the internet at all. Not even with an ethernet cable. Yeah, so did you like bring it on like a, a flash drive? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I brought Luna on a flash drive and I put everything and then I put it through TuneCore also. Damn. Oh wait, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I put it through, I put it through TuneCore actually like I think a month before. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I uploaded it to SoundCloud like it, when it dropped and all that shit. Like, yeah. And what was the gap between Ghost and... So Ghost dropped September. Mm-hmm. Luna dropped March, I think. Okay, so a couple months. Uh, and oh, is that... Okay, so wait. Ghost dropped September. And then did I meet you for the first time Emo Night Day that November? Like two months That was after? a year before. Okay, that's a year. A year is gone. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. So then, yeah, okay. So you were just in that lane. You were making that music. You were... And like that was my, like my version of it was like I didn't want to do guitar beats. Oh. Like that was like I was strongly against. So that was like almost like you're like what made you unique out the gate or whatever. Like that was kind of the piece of this artist project that was different. Yeah. And then motherfucker stole the swag. I'm really sorry about that. It's all right. RIP. So then, because I'm now I'm so curious because I have another piece in my head that I'm that I'm trying to put together. We met November 2016 or seven seventeen. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. At emo night day. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it at the time. I was excited. I was just coming to see the family pet boys. I didn't know too much else of what was, I knew a couple other artists. I was paying a lot of attention, but I didn't know people personally at all. 
And then I show up at that Airbnb and like all of our core friends now were there at the time. Mm -hmm. And at least for me again, like kind of being new to all of that scene and all of those friendships felt like I was like, damn, like this is kind of special. Like these kids are like real homies to each other at this point. Like, where did you see yourself in that? Like, did it become more real to you that it was more than just making music at home for fun? And that like, there was like the possibility that you could be your own artist and like, uh, I don't, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be completely honest. I just never saw it as that ever. Yeah. I really never did. I really never like had that thought of like, well, I want to be an artist or like, I want this to be my job. Like never. I ne never until like I graduated high school and I had no other option. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So take like I knew I wanted to do it, but like it was not my, like my intention was not like I want to make money off of music. Ever. Right. You were just like, I like making music. Yeah. I just want to do this. Yeah. And nothing else. Okay. So then there's another piece that I, I want to talk about of you told me that you had a job busing. Bussing tables. Bussing tables. And cleaning floors and, and stuff. And it was miserable, right? So it's the worst thing I've ever had to experience ever. And you were still in school then? Yes. Okay. So you're in school, you're doing that on the side? I'm in high school yeah. skating by. <laughs> skating by. Skating by. Skating. And then you get this job. And, and it's, it's like I wake up. 6.30 in the morning, Yeah. take a shower, get dressed, walk 30 minutes to school. I'm in school all day. Walk 30 minutes back, get dressed, go to work until 10 or 11 at night. Holy shit. And that was like three or four days a week and every weekend. How much money were they paying you? $3 an hour plus tips. $3 an hour. So... <laughs> Was it, was there ever the spot in your head where you're just like, like, were you starting to make any money off of your music at that time? Like, were you doing the math? Uh, being like, I think I might have like <sighs> sold like some beats or like maybe like reposts. I know that was like, that was like an early, early thing. Yeah. Maybe, but like I never saw it like nothing from streaming. Okay. Cause I didn't even have it long enough on streaming to make money off of it right when I was in high school yeah yeah okay so like did it ever register to you like yo i can make more off of one repost than a whole day of being miserable at this spot no i wasn't selling reposts when i had that job because i wasn't really popping yet okay so you hadn't well you hadn't really seen like anything that was possible with no, it absolutely not and then that job fired you on some bullshit, right? They fired me because they said I looked depressed and high all the time. <laughs> That's so mean. You yeah. were busting tables. You weren't even seeing people. Oh, no. they See, they fucked it. They had me fucked up because they also had me serving. Oh, my God. And, like, pouring the water and clearing uh, the tables and all that shit. Okay. So, they just judge you. They judge email. Yeah, I got judged by so many. Like, I've never, I never saw one person of color walk through those doors. Wow. It was like a really high, it was like a high end like European restaurant. Wow. Like they would get tight if somebody wore jeans. And they like just the guy was such a fucking cocksucker like dude. That, and and it's also on my street. 
Wow. It's like the next building from my house. So to you, it was just proximity. You're like, yo, I need a job. They just saw me skateboarding and like busting my ass. And they're like, do you want a job? And I was like, I need, yeah, I need one. Yeah. So I just went there every day and harassed them. And they were like, they asked me to cut my hair. And I was like, no. (laughs) That's when you had that fro, right? Yeah. So they made me, they they were like, we don't let like, they just didn't like my hair because it was curly and fluffy. So they made me like grease it back. With like gel. It was so fucking gross. God. Did you have tattoos at the time? No. Okay. I I remember asking about it. I wish I could see a snapshot of that Gianni. My mom has pictures. Okay, good. I'll need those. I could show you after. Please. Um, Okay, well, cool. So then that happens. You're still in high school. You get fired from that you're getting out of school and is this again just kind of this crazy timing where you're like well gotta figure out what the hell i'm gonna do after school yeah like i'm the end of high school was like very much so a blur to me mostly because i was going to school very high every day at that point and then no and then and then before my graduation i ripped a dab so I was just, I was not there. I don't even really remember graduation. I just remember not knowing when to stand up. Like I would go to graduation practice off edibles. And like, it would just be like, like four of my friends and we'd like be like spread across the fucking room. Cause we all had different last names. And I would just like look at each other from across the room and just be dying, like dying laughing. Cause like it was just, and like there was a lot, a lot of kids were off edible. Like a lot of kids were high. Were the teachers just like apathetic to it? Were they just like fucking graduate and get out? Yeah, yeah. They had they. There was no way that they did not know. There was no way that they didn't know that, that motherfuckers were bodied off the coast. <laughs> to them, they're just like we're better off just graduating them and getting them the hell out of our hair at this yeah. point. Like, cause I didn't like I know for a fact that my cause I worked in the vice principal's office my senior year because how good I did in summer school. <laughs> so how she good gave you me were a job. The yeah, so she gave me. She was like, it was basically free credits. Yeah, all I had to do was like get people. So I was, I was like basically an op. Damn. But I was a respected op. The kids fucked with me. I'd be like, hey, oh my guy, you know what I'm saying? Don't shoot the messenger. Like a couple of times, like <laughs> kids were just like, like bugging out, and I was like, yo, I understand how you feel, but like, say this to Miss Y. I'm not. I didn't do anything. Right. So like that was what I did. <laughs> but she fucked with me because. I had a really bad problem with my math teacher. Like, I never got disrespectful to any teachers besides her because she was just fucked. Like, she basically, like, you know how you have those teachers where it's just like, once you get to a certain point of success, when, like, you think about it, and you're just like, oh, fuck them. Like, yeah, I really absolutely. showed. That's, like, that's my thing. Like, she basically would tell me, like, you know, what are you going to do after high school and da 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 and all this. And I'd just be like, I just make music. But, you know, you need to have it back. Like, that's, like, the the standard you know what i'm saying like she was a uh, hungarian i think yeah i don't know if i said dude said her shit in an accent because i usually do mm. but um she was like you know gianni you cannot do this you have to whatever and like i used to sleep in class but like i would i would know what was going on and like i remember like i would do my work and i would just put my head down yeah just because i you know i was in the back of the class like i didn't want to talk to anybody and like she would like slam her hand on the desk and i was just like yo like 
you don't you don't gotta do that. And like I would I would like it got to a point like we're like mid year into the end of the year. I was honestly just like really disrespectful because she was just she would like say really backhanded things. Like she would say it. It was like enough to where like everybody in the classroom knew that she was like coming at my neck, but like she couldn't really get in trouble for it. Like she yeah. wasn't like insulting me, but like low key insulting me. You guys were just at war. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So and it's just like I like failed so many for I just I just refused that like, they used to send me to uh um the sap room, which was like if you didn't do your work, they would send you there. But I that was my boy. The teacher in that classroom was my boy. I used to upload music in that room. So I would purposefully <laughs> not do my work in that class. So they would send me there and I would upload a song in school. Incredible. Like Seesaw Ice Cream, drop that in school. Oh my god. I love that. Loser. Dropped that in school. Oh my god! The fucking library, your school, you're just fucking. Yeah, never. None of that music I uploaded at my house. Wow. Okay, so then you graduate school, you start making more music. More music has come out. The last piece that I want to connect that brings us up to, I guess, about now. There's a little bit more, but, um, you know, you told me how much of an influence Joe or Nothing Nowhere was towards your music. Yeah. When you got that tour. Was that like, like what was that emotion or like what was that to you? I cried, <laughs> just cause like he's like my senior quote. Damn. Yeah. And how did that? Had you guys become friends or like did that? He followed me in May of 2017. I remember exactly. I don't care how much of a stand. I remember, and I remember just like that notification on my phone, it said like nothing nowhere followed you. And I was like, I followed you back. And I was just like, my cousin was with me. And I was, I was like, yo, I was like, Ayo, like, bro, like I love his music. Like he, I made him my senior quote, like all the shit. Cause I, JV followed me first. And then yeah. JV told me that like, they listened to me in the studio or whatever. And I was just like, Damn, yo! Shouts to JV yeah, for shouts being. To JV for he's being like low key and incredible A and R. Yes, like Indeed. any the day that he feels like not producing and making music, like just go do what you do and the way find music the way you do and you'll be fine. Yeah, agreed. That's crazy. Okay, so yeah, so they find you. He follows you. May twenty seventeen. That tour happens when. Um. March of 2018. Okay, so there was a time. There was a there was a gap there. Yeah. So had you guys like become friends, talked, or like kind of um, just we like would the like DM respect. Yeah, we would like DM like sometimes like like I I didn't like talk to him like super super heavily, but yeah, just online friends. Yeah, every now and then replying to shit, whatever. Yeah. Damn. And then okay, so then March 2018. And that's your first tour. Yep. And that's another crazy one because I remember talking to you before that. Yeah. And you're just like, bro, what do I do here? Yeah, I was freaking out. There was a, I think there was a situation with a, a girl. I think. Oh. Remember, I called you in distress. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when like we became like. That's kind of like when we're like, yo, yo, I fuck with you. Yeah, because I was just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And I think I just like lit up. I was just like, I just did my spiel about the magic of tour. I was like, listen, man, there's a lot that I can't explain and there's a lot that you won't know, but you just got to get out there and look out the window of a van. It'll be all right. And you were, you were right. I was right. Shit's special. Indeed. And that was a cool tour. I remember I came and saw you in LA and that was the end of it, right? Yeah. Um, 
was there anything like was there any piece of that tour was there any like personal or artist or like level ups or like moments that you feel like came from that um i think just learning how to interact with the crowd like i did the uh there was a couple there was a little couple you know issues on the tour with Mm. uh sound and shit and like that's when i first like i remember like the sound went out and like somebody in the crowd was just like no okay i was in indiana and yeah i was in indiana and my set ended and somebody just started singing a part in me from neck deep and then i started singing and the whole room sang it Whoa. And then the power went out, or not the power went out. The sound went out at the Anaheim show, and then an, I did it there. And I also did fucking a day to remember. Uh, what's that acoustic song? I'm it's escaping my mind. If it means a lot to you, yeah, yeah. So I did though. That's like how I learned like how to save that those types of situations. Like I had to, you know. You know, it's funny you say that because I. You know, like I remember you singing Emily in LA. That was in LA, yeah. yeah. And that was a crazy one to me because like though we had known each other, it was my first time seeing you perform. And, you know, going from you getting the confidence to sing on your first song, whatever, like my first thought when I saw that was like, kids just gonna rip a cappella Emily to this whole crowd. Like you no instrument, nothing. Like you're just gonna rip this and like to me, that was like a bold move of confidence of just like, all right, cool. I had, to, I had to do it to him. I had to do it to him. I probably sounded bad. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't, that wasn't even, that didn't even register in my head if it was good or bad. I was just like, that's bold. That's sick that you have that confidence. <laughs> um, So then that tour happens and I don't know. I mean, like I was so interested in all these other pieces. Like I feel like from that point on, like the Shinigami story is kind of clear. Like, yeah. Am I missing any parts of it that like lead us up until now? Mm. Not, I mean, not really. It's just kind of been bitch making music ever since then. Just doing the same thing, basically. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess the one thing is like, you know, we talk about how the community has changed and there's a lot more just like haters and bad music on SoundCloud. But the one thing that I will say on a positive side is like since that tour, everything like we did the Where All My Friends tour at the end of 2018. And like, I feel like there is still that special community of like, there's definitely like a special circle of friendship and support all over again. Uh, At least like within like the small circle of just like 93 family pet, like really everyone on that tour, JV, like Gasper. And like, I don't know. Garden, Nick. I like it that way. I like it that way. I like, you know, all those kids that came out to all those shows were like very genuine and like very sweet, very kind, you know, just nice people. And like just hearing like their stories and like hearing how I've helped them made me feel a lot better about it. Cause it's just like, I just think the internet in general is a cesspool of ignorance right now. It's getting bad right now. I, I don't. Do you want to get into this whole thing? Are you with it? I mean, we're at a pretty long. I don't know. I, I, I don't see the timestamp here, but I have a general idea of when we started. And I know that we're pretty far in. 
Um, and we could probably rant the same amount of time on just bullshit on the internet. And I also don't like to pay the nod of negativity to it. Um, but I mean, like say your two cents. Yeah. I just think that it's getting worse and I don't think it's going to get better. Mm. And I'm not saying it in a, I'm not saying it in a negative way because I'm learning how to deal with it. Yeah. And it is hard, but I just think that now. I think that something that people don't understand is that everybody now I feel like is adopting the sad boy aesthetic. But what I think that people don't understand is like a lot of times it's like that case of like, cause like everything is a meme at this point. You know what I'm saying? Anything that gets shared on the internet, it's, it's a meme. So yeah. it's like people are literally becoming like living memes and they don't understand that the effect like of putting yourself in that in that like sad whatever mindset and like trust me I know because there's no such thing as happiness sad you know what I'm saying well there is but there isn't as far as I'm concerned it's positive emotions and negative emotions you know there's positive emotions like joy gratitude love and there's you know negative emotions sadness anger hatred and it's like, if you find yourself in the sad boy, whatever mindset, you're also probably going to be angry. It kind of goes hand in hand. So it's just like now all these people are kind of putting themselves into this mindset or they're kind of the reason, like because of the way that everything is, they're kind of justifying their negative thought processes and, and like behavior. And then in that results, people being a lot more hateful. Yeah. And I think it's just, it has a lot to do with just not even, obviously it's the internet, but it's also just the malleable human mind of just like following the trends. But like people don't understand that you become like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You become that. Like if you surround yourself and you only listen to sad music and you tweet sad shit or whatever, you become sad. You know what I'm not saying? It, but you know, I'm not saying that you can't, there's aren't people out there that are sad that you listen to this music to cope or whatever, but there are a lot of people out there that are kind of putting themselves in this mindset. Yeah. And then that with that comes, if you're going to, the a lot of, you know, and I'm speaking, like I said, for me personally, it's like, I would be upset with myself and that would make me be angry, like towards other people. Yeah. So it's like, that's why we're just seeing so much of that, especially in this community, because if you, it makes sense. Like if sad kids, you know what I'm saying? They're also going to be <clears throat> like angry. And sure. they're going to they're gonna project their insecurities on anybody that's the easiest target. So I wonder, like, as you're saying all this, like, I'm curious from a different perspective and, like, be it young Gianni or maybe, like, your little brother or something, it's, like, what would you, knowing what you know now and, like, coming from it and, like, going through all of that, like, what would you tell a young you that would have to go through that or like your brother? Like what would be the, well, yeah. Cause what's the anti venom there? I, how does hmm. it, it doesn't even have to be you. It doesn't have to be your younger brother. Like what would you tell somebody? Like if you were to go back and find a kid that you felt that same spark, right? Like there's that Gianni that's like 13 years old guitar hero. You're finding your first laptop. You're making music if you find that kid, that mindset, but in 2019, like, what do you tell that kid? Like, what's the advice to find like the positive side of like what you found through all this bullshit? 
honestly, probably just. It's like I don't even I don't even really know honestly because I could say whatever, but it's harder. It's easier said than done. It's like hard to actually do it. But I guess I would just say you know try to just ignore shit. But it's yeah. just that's futile. I feel like I think you kind of just have to learn to look at it and just understand that these people are hurting inside. And yeah. That's why they're acting this way. You know, no matter how harsh it is and like how like it just seems so like just out of pocket or whatever, it's like this kid is probably having a bad day. You know? Yeah. And if you respond to them nine times out of ten, they're just like, Oh, you know you would see it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel it. It's like either just looking for attention, or the you know, they're always looking for attention, but it's coming from a place of like insecurity and like hatred for themselves. Yeah. And that's why they're projecting that out outwards. I mean, something that you said to me that kind of blew my mind was like when you were talking about like that Facebook form of like those producers and all that, Mm -hmm. that was like, you found a community, you found a group where people were like trying to like further build something. Like help each other. And like, I don't know, I would have to believe like, I mean, no, like there's still, that does exist. I think that the problem is like now it becomes very easy to look at the internet and compare yourself to other people Mm -hmm. and not feel like, Oh, like where you had that shining, like bright eyes of like these eager eyes of like, I'm going to go make my version of this. Like now it's like, how can I figure out how to talk shit about this person who's copying my style? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like at the end of the day, it's either, yeah, it's that or it's, people copying like because this is the thing it's like inspiration is one thing like nothing nowhere inspired me but i don't think i sound like him you know what i mean like i think my music is like very different but it's like there's also some people that just they want to feel a part of something so that's why like i don't i don't treat like i know i make jokes and i'm just like oh motherfucker stole the swag whatever but i don't in my in inside in my heart I don't treat that with anger anymore like I don't deal with that like I'm not like if I if I kind of peep something and like I know like somebody's like copying me or like doing something like I don't get angry I kind of see that as flattering now well yeah I mean dude you have to think like the same way that you found all these super influential artists like there could be a young version of you that heard Shinigami at the right time. And they're like, wait a minute, this is possible with this. And like yeah. your project could be sparking that exact emotion that you felt with all these others. And like, yeah. And like, I've seen That's it. It's kind of fucking cool. And like I've seen it. I'm not trying to, I'm not going to say it. I'm just, you know, I've seen it. Like yeah. I've seen it happen. Like I've seen people like kids that like, I remember back in the Luna's Luna days, like showing support for me, like build their own things and like develop their own sounds. And like, that's really cool to see. That's really cool. Because if you think about that, right? Like that's Cuz that makes me happy. Like I I want people to listen to my music and to want to I guess use me as inspiration to just be themselves. Like at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Yeah. That's really cool. I fuck with that. So then to me, like the last thing to just to like conclude this is like, what, uh, like what, when you look forward, like, what are you excited about doing next? Like, what are some of the next things that you want to take on? Or like, I know, you know, we, we talk about video ideas every now and then stuff like that. Like, 
Has there been any music lately where you've been like, yo, this person's changing the game? Mm. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really like, I like my friend's music. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really like keep up with like new stuff that much. I'm just going to be honest just because for my own mental health, I kind of try to stay out of the community because it's gotten pretty uh, toxic for me at least. That's just my personal, you know, thing. But I just think that, you know, all my friends like FM, 93, Fatsy, fucking Garden, you know, all the all the boys are just doing their thing. And yeah. That makes me happy. That's all I really care about. I'm I'm kind of uh I'm kind of on that no new friends mentality. You were saying that to me and I just panicked so hard that when I was rattling off the tour that we did, I didn't say Fatsy in the list and I'm just like, Holy shit, how could I forget Charlie? I'm the worst <laughs> friend. Oh my god. Um, no, I feel you, dude. I don't know. I think we go back and forth and banter on this, but like it's definitely like new challenges every, every step along the way. Cause here you are now. And it's like, it's almost like circumstances forced you to go from being the kid that was just like, here I am having a good time making whatever music to it's like, you're very quickly being thrown into the world of like, here's bills and here's all this business and here's all these people that want to sign you. And here's all of this and this and this where like you're still that same person at heart where you're just like, yeah, I'm just trying to like make some shit that I like. Yeah. It's just like, it, it used to be so pure. Yeah. It used yeah. to be so pure. Well, fuck, maybe we can sit down. Hopefully we sit down. I'd love to use this as a time capsule and fucking follow up with this one in a year and laugh about where this was at. Yeah. Facts. Hell oh yeah. God. Well, fuck brother. I think we did this. Yes, we did. Thank you for, uh, for being my first guest. Thank you for having me, Van Lord Zandrew. I had a lot of fun. Likewise. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we out this bitch. <laughs> so there you go. Gianni's story. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I, I had a lot of fun doing this episode with him. I learned so much about him. Um, I really enjoyed the story and just hearing like how genuine of an artist he is and how much he cares just to make shit and create art um i have a lot of respect for that so i think that says it all i really hope you liked the episode if you did again please share it on social media spread the word that'll be the biggest biggest helpful piece in getting the word out on the podcast and this specific story so Um, hit me on social media. I am at Andrew underscore FTW on everything. And Gianni is at Shinigami on Instagram and at I hate Shinigami on everything else. So let us know what you thought and I will be back next week with another episode. Later. Later.